Hello, I'm Rockport artist John Caggiano. Uh, welcome to our first uh, Rockport Art Association and Museum uh, Meet the Artist series uh, in honor of our upcoming centennial anniversary, uh, 100 years of existence. And uh, we've created this series to honor longtime artist members as well as uh, the upcoming generations of new artists in all media. And today we have uh, a very distinguished artist, Betty Lou Schlem, uh, who will, I will be speaking with. Welcome, Betty Lou. Thank you, John. So uh, it, it's, uh, we have many topics to cover, but I'd like to start off with um, uh, your, a little bit of your history. And uh, what brought you to Rockport, first of all? I was working at Norcross and everyone was taking a vacation and, and, and I wanted to go with people. And so they were going up to Gloucester. Of course I got lost on the way going up there, but I finally got there. And I fell in love with the place and I went home. I was working in New York at Norcross, went right back to Norcross, quit my job and moved to Rockport without a job, without anything. I was in my 20s, mm -hmm. and I knew that I had retired, and I was going to become an artist. Did you know artists up here at the time? Um, I knew who they were because they were very famous. Paul oh. Strzok, Don Stone, Tom Nicholas, of course, Hibbert, Emil, Groupie, yes. Who afterwards became your friends? Paul Strzok, Tom sure. Nicholas. Emil Krupa, yes, Don Stone especially became such a good friend. Yeah, friend he was always everyone. teasing me. <laughs> As he did with everyone, another Brockwood artist whom we miss. Uh, I'd I like to get to uh, know what your, your, even among these artists for instance, or just generally speaking, uh, what your influences were, what, your, what inspired you to, to uh, paint here, and uh, uh, if one or another of these or someone else, uh, perhaps from New York, uh, was a mentor to you? Um, I went to art school and studied commercial art, and I didn't really have anyone that I admired. I just wanted to get out in the field and make some money, just mm -hmm. like every young artist. I, it was a four-year course, and I, I, I quit in my third year because I thought I knew everything. Of course you don't. And, and I, I came here. I, what was that question again? Well, there were <laughs> several in there. It, it, did you uh, uh, take on a mentor here, someone that coached you no. here? You just painted. Just paint it. And so, uh, what inspires you here and, uh, we, to, to paint? We all used to, um, from art school, I worked at Norcross, and everyone in Norcross was going to Ed Whitney's workshops. I mean, that's, and that's where the fun was. And, uh, and he and, taught at the Art Students League? No, on Saturdays we'd all, and, We'd all just get together in Long Island. I used to have to do a okay. circuit picking up people, but because of that, I didn't have to pay. 
And that same thing happened in Maine. I used to pick up people, drive them everywhere. Mm -hmm. You see, because I was a young art student, I didn't have the money for the course. So I became one of his official drivers. And then one, one summer, they were all, a, a, a very famous woman, I don't think people know her name anymore, Nell Boardman. And she ran the Village Art Show, the biggest show in the world, Washington Square. And I met so many people down there. Uh, Richard Schmidt became a good friend, and um, I guess he's the grand man in art now. Uh, and Gerald Murfeld, and, and, and then Tom, and many of them, Joe Rimini. Uh, we, were, sure. we were all together. Didn't you meet Rudy Kaleo there as Rudy well? Rudy Kaleo. Oh, Rudy and I, yes. And Martha Moore and Lou Burnett. It seemed Margie Mills. Everybody came to Rockport or, or Rocky Neck. All and so I, I followed yeah. the group. I was just somebody that followed along. And I fell in love with the place and I couldn't go home anymore. And how many years did you do the Village Art Show? Oh, Give or take, uh, I'm going to say 15, mm -hmm. maybe 13, maybe 17, I don't know. It's my long understanding time. that it still exists. Long, long today. time. The, the it, show itself because is what, still going What happened on. in the Village Art Show, it was wonderful. I don't know if it's like that anymore. They, they had about 1,500 or 2,000 artists. And according to how good you were, you got closer to Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Or around the square. I wanted to be around the square, and and it, it took me many years to be able to, you know, work my way up to get there. And and I keep, I keep forgetting everything. Um, trying to think what was important. Well, I know what was important because at, at the Village Art Show, you would work all year for the spring show. Okay. And you would make, between the spring and fall show, but mostly the spring show, mm -hmm. you would make your entire year's living. It, it was fantastic. You didn't miss a day when you, that's why the, where you were was so important. Your position in the show was your income. And, and, and I think it was all of our incomes then. Yes. I think I've answered your question. I think you did. <laughs> so let's talk about your approach to painting. What, uh, what comes from you? The form, the color, uh, composition? Uh, I was very formally trained in art school. I'm so glad I went to art school. And what art school was? New York Phoenix. Okay. It was old-fashioned school. You, uh, if I went to Pratt, you had to study so many other things, and I wasn't interested in anything but just painting. Mm -hmm. And um, I tried for Phoenix, and I got a scholarship, which was good. And all you did, you went to school in the morning, and you had a, a model, a, figure, a, a nude model. You painted the nude model for three years, every morning. Um, and, 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 then, and then in the first year, in the afternoons, we went to the museum, Metropolitan Museum, and we would learn to draw the statues. And I remember we used to have a, a teacher, she was, she just thought about art, she didn't think about the statues. She used to take her pencil 
and go mm-hmm. mark off these beautiful Greek statues and guards used to run after her. But she was a good teacher for us. And then after that, the next year we went, uh, we went to the Museum of Natural History and, and we learned to draw animals. But it wasn't for the animals, we learned texture. We had to make sure that their fur or their skin or whatever was the texture that they were. So you could see it was very good formal training. And then again, we had the model every day, either morning or afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that was from okay. the first year to the fourth year, never not painting the model. And speaking of models, one of your paintings is here. Yes, this uh, is. Can you speak yes. to us about it? I, 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 brought this one, I always have it hanging at home. It was when I first came to Rockport. You can see, as we look at the paintings, I didn't progress very much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is my oldest painting I have. It's about 50 years or more. Wow. And when I was looking at it this morning, I was thinking, gee, I already knew how the warm light and the cool shadow, I was never trained. I, I taught that, and here I knew it already. That must be reflected light over there. I just used to paint what I saw. Helen Van Wyck used to tease me about that because yes. I had to see it. I didn't have it in my head. I had to see it. And, and, but I, I, I like the way well, I wanted to see the hair. And you can see how important where your light is light and dark is dark come together. Why did I do that when I wanted to see the face? No. I want, uh, even, Fifty years ago, I was more interested in the light than the figure itself. The figure was just part of what I had to do, but I was interested in the light and the composition. And, uh, and, and uh, because I, we were taught right, I, as I told you before, in art school we just used the best DeMar varnish you could have, the best turpentine, and the best linseed oil. And you could see that in 50 years, this has never been touched. And it looks like it's painted today. Yes. If you use the right material, mm-hmm. your, your paintings will last forever. Mm-hmm. Don't fool around with all those new things that are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> You're a traditionalist. So uh, I take it then, afterwards, you, you taught the figure here. Uh, Relate to me some experience from the Rockport Art Association, for instance, where you taught. Well, I never taught the figure. I, I always painted the figure because if you, if you can draw and paint the figure, you can draw and paint everything because it's merely form. Mm-hmm. And really what it is is how the light plays on the form. And, and the human figure is beautiful. A lot of artists can't do the figure because they haven't bothered to study it. If you can draw the figure, you you can draw a rock or a tree or go out in the ocean and do anything you want. It all comes from the figure. Um, and, and, and as I said before, how the light plays on the figure. It's probably one of the most difficult uh, subject matter to uh, accomplish. And you're saying that after that, everything is everything. You see, uh, when I first easy. came, I had the training in art school, but when I first came to Rockport, I didn't know anyone. And every artist that was very um, serious 
went to the Rockport Art Association, and we had the, we had the figure. We, there was always a model posing. It was Monday night sketching, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, sun, Saturday. Then we made a Sunday afternoon. We all we all went. Winslow Wilson used to, um, who be, now became very famous. He wasn't then when he was doing it. Um, he used to run a lot of them. Everyone was serious. I don't. If if you weren't a professional painter, you were still a very serious painter, and we all helped each other, both financially. I remember. I remember once she became a wonderful friend, and she became president of the art association. Isabel Lavrenia. She had a. Uh, she was really struggling, and 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 one day she sold a painting. And she bought hamburger meat. And she invited all the artists over for hamburgers. They were the littlest hamburgers you ever saw. <laughs> but we were all together. And it was like that. If anybody had any success, you shared it together. Mm -hmm. If anybody had a show, we all did the receptions for each other. You know, wonderful community. And uh, the uh, shows would generally be at the Art Association or, or elsewhere? The Art Association, yes. Mm -hmm. the, the Art Association was our life. I, I, if I think back, I can't think of any other life but the Art Association and, and, the, and those sketch classes and the Wednesday teas. Oh, yes. And, uh, and you'd always bring something home for supper. Uh, mm -hmm. They always had Wednesday teas, which made us, every, all the artists went. You see, there was nothing else to do. And they had the very famous men's tea where they, do they still have the men's tea? I don't believe so. Well, the men's tea was the biggest thing of the year because they served uh, whiskey, Irish whiskey. It was always around St. Patrick's Day, and they would measure it with two fingers. And I remember Marty O'Hearn's two fingers were always like that on the glass. <laughs> we always got quite a bit. It, 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 yes, they thought the artists were a clique, and, but we weren't. We were just friends, because everyone knew how, how hard it was. You've seen an evolution in the association then. Speaking of times when certain activities went on that perhaps don't uh, exist today. Tell us a little bit about the transition, because you've been involved with the Art Association for a very long time. I'm going to say you? something that it's not going to sound nice, but it's really good for the association. When we were all together, it wasn't so big. No. And, and more and more people wanted to become members of the association. And so you had to live in Rockport. You couldn't live in Gloucester and become a member of the Rockport <laughs> Art Association. And so we finally let the rules down a little bit and, um, and we let Gloucester people become, you know, Emil Gruby, he could become a member. Right. And little by little, people were coming. You had to stay, you had to live here one month. And people were coming from all over the country and renting a room, even if they didn't stay. Um, but they had the residency for one month, and then they could apply. And that's how it got so big. And, and it's good. It became, when I 
When I remember years back, the shows at the Rockport Art Association were so good that they rivaled the shows of the National Academy. It was unbelievable, the work that was there. And I think it still is, mm -hmm. still very, very high. I love that Rockport Art Association. And you have been president of the association. Just like you, John. We were both presidents. <laughs> yes. We put on yeah. our dues. Uh, did you enjoy that experience? I don't know. When you become president of an association like Rockport, and there's so many problems, so many good things, so many bad things, and working with all the different people, you don't paint. And, I, um, and Marjorie Ryerson, who wrote Robert Henry's, uh, she compiled The Art Spirit. Mm -hmm. She said that every artist must serve his turn if, if the arts are to survive. Because I, I didn't know if I wanted to be president, and she was a friend. And she said, uh, you know, you have to do that. We all have to. So you. You know that. Mm -hmm. You know when you were president, very little of your painting got done. That's correct. Yes. And, and that's why a lot of people don't want to do it. But it's not right. Mm -hmm. So it's a giving back to the association that uh, nurtured you then. It nurtured me. Yes. Yes. So. And, and uh, another way that you gave back, you, you have the, uh, the, something that not everyone knows, the Tuesday groups. Oh, You're, yes, that's gone on forever. Well, it used to Tell be... us about that. Um, well, I had to make a living. And the only way, I never really, I, when I, I always made my living at the Washington Square show because you could sell a lot. I had a gallery. Heidi Caswell has that gallery now on School oh, Street. Yes. Then I had a gallery for 17 years on Bereskin Neck. But I never made enough to live off of because I wanted to have a house. Mm -hmm. Because I had dogs and every place I went, they made me leave because of my dogs. And I just got tired of it. I thought I'm gonna get my own house and then I'll never have to leave again. And, and, and so the only way to get my house is I had to start teaching, and I taught at night, and then I taught on Saturdays. And, 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 and I didn't know, it was hard teaching and painting because the, the teaching takes so much preparation if you're gonna be a good teacher. So I went to Louisa Poole, her mother was Harriet Matson, who was a, director, the founder with Hibbert of the Rockport Art Association. She was one of the founders. And she did numerology and she did my numbers for me and she said, oh my goodness, I've never seen such a great teaching chart. I was a 99, that's a teacher of teachers. And it became so. When she told me that, I just went right into teaching and it became, it's a joy. It's a joy to teach people and I'm still doing it. It's 50-something years, and I think I'll always do it. And do you, do you still uh, meet on Tuesday afternoons or oh, no, with it's a certain all day. group? You can't just, it's not three hours. The, when I first started to teach, I remember all your good artists here mm -hmm. were giving me advice. And don't teach so long. People can't sustain more than three hours. Well, we meet at 9 in the morning. They come at 8.30. 
and they leave about three, something like that. And it's become more of a social uh, no, thing very, for you? Well, so, it's social that they know each other, but they work very they hard. Work and in the, in the summer classes, and I'd have lots of men in the summer because they were very hard workers, I'd open the studio, 6.37 in the morning. The studio was my basement. Sure. They could come early if they want. I'm not coming downstairs because I'm a late, you know, I'm not good in the morning. And I'd close it at 10.30 at night. And I taught from 9 to 3. But the studio was always open. That's great. We're going to pause so we can see another painting mm -hmm. of yours. Oh. We now have a uh, painting on the easel. Uh, that is demonstrative of Betty Lou's uh, 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 second period, you might say. And Betty Lou, why don't you speak to us about this painting and uh, uh, how it developed from your first series. Uh, and I can say now that we have uh, yet a third example that we will be showing, and we will see the transition of Betty Lou's style in these paintings. Uh, this is a major change for me in painting. Um, I read a book on Cezanne and figure and ground, and they must become the same. The figure melts into the background, and the background becomes the figure for painting, so that they hold together. And you can see the colors that I use. This was also painted at the Art Association. Anything I've studied in art, I used the figure to work out what I was thinking. And here you can see the background and the figure, even to the brushwork, mm -hmm. is all working together. Uh, this is a young woman, she, she posed. She was our favorite model, I forget. I don't remember her name. She lived in Rockport. But you can even see the colors. I was very uh, interested in, in what was happening to the light as it hit the figure. And, and unless you look at it, you can see now the blue light mm -hmm. that's coming around. And you can look at how warm that reflected light is and how warm, you know, when the fingers come together and flesh touches flesh and it becomes very warm and the background and the figure become one. And, and again, I was interested in how the figure was put on the canvas, the spaces, that not just a little figure, you know, with a lot of space and that, but the composition, always the composition. I think this is a very good composition of, of the figure and ground and the entry. See, you're entering into the figure right into here. You start entering. You don't enter up there. And it, uh, uh, another important thing, because I was out, I'm a landscape painter, and I have to get that feeling of space. I just can't paint a color in the background, but you have to have the feeling of the space and the air. And I think you can feel air. The figure is solid, but the background, although it changes, is filled with air. And as it comes closer to you, we start losing the air because we're so close to the figure. As we go back, there becomes more and more air. And you can see how the light of the sky starts hitting, see the top of the head, and that blue light as it's hitting all these top planes, even to the breast, everywhere there's a top plane, that wonderful light is working. And I love working with the composition because look at these marks. 
one, two, going that way. Very and this is doing the same thing. And the leg is doing the same thing. So you're not painting the figure, you're using the figure to study everything that you want. Uh, and of course, you can't do this unless you learned how to paint the figure. Then it becomes secondary, you know, mm -hmm. you're working with other things. What here, strikes me is that it, it, overall it's much softer than your early figures. It, was that oh, a transitional I didn't uh, even notice that. I, these are done very fast. These are mm -hmm. uh, at the association. These are all at the association. Yes. And, and it would be, say, from one to three. So how, what is that, two hours you had to work? Yes. And then you have the breaks. Mm -hmm. And you have the five-minute breaks and the 15. So what do you get, about an hour and a so half to paint? So you have to work very so quickly. So you, you have to know it. And every stroke put down, <clears> you don't doodle into anything. I just noticed here, you see, this, these are the things you just know, but it's from the landscape. Look how this, ar this um, arm goes from the warm to the cool. Look at that cool light. You can see that you, well, that's how you turn a tree. You turn yes. a tree just like you turn an arm. You know, everything is, nature just ties it all together. It's beautiful. And you, you, you made reference to landscape. The, the paintings we have here today are figures, um, but you did landscapes and seascapes, yes. you, the whole gamut, didn't you? Well, as I said when I knew that you were here, so I thought <laughs> you were going to bring, bring the landscape, so I brought all my figures. That's the only reason why I brought all figures. But I paint everything the same, the same principles. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Uh, the, I used to do children's toys for the kids. And, same thing. Um, the one thing I eye. never was too good at is the seascape. That's an art in itself. That's not the opinion of everyone, but well, <laughs> I, I do have trouble because I, as well. well, the thing is, I don't know the sea. Mm. You can't paint anything unless you know it. I know the figure. And you don't think that over the years that you've developed an eye for oh, seascape? Oh, I've done seascape sure. paintings, yeah. but I'm not a seascape yeah. painter. Okay. Okay. But I am a figure painter. Yes. And you know, I'd like to get the third one up here mm -hmm. so that uh, uh, while this is fresh in people's minds. Okay. Yes, I always have this hanging in the house. I, I, it's so free, but I like it. It's beautiful. And I got tighter as the, well. Okay. And here we have the third painting, <clears throat> and not quite the series, but in the transition yes. of your style over the years. Uh, so again, Betty Lou, speak to us about this one. Uh, <clears throat> as you had spoken about the earlier ones, uh, I think we both noticed model, in fact, Carmen, I believe mm -hmm. her name was. Yes. She was a terrific model, but please. Well, this is the last, pa the last figure I did. I think everything that I've learned through all the years I put into this one, I don't know if it's as good as the others. It, uh, yes, I'll, ju I'll just talk about it because I'm talking about the landscape as I talk about the figure. And as a, when I would teach the landscape, I would say, well, where am I? And that's where you have all the strength, that where you enter the painting. Well, where am I in this? I'm right here. Can you see, this is more than anything else. So I'm sitting down on a chair. Uh, see, the head is not as strong as whatever this is that she's holding. And as I move up into the figure, 
it becomes less and less. I'm more involved than with, uh, here you can see the wonderful, uh, the, the warm light, the cool shadow. The shadows are gray, you know, they have a lot of, a lot of color in the shadow. But each area, look at the hand, too, as I move up the arm, see? See, everything is less. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very much involved now with the landscape, with the, the placement, like the tree that we see out the window there and the space behind it. You can see the figure is solid up in front. And look as you walk, as you're looking back into the space. And, and, and I'm going, and, and the space, I'm making shapes. It's just not scumbling. Each little area, look at this dark area, it's a shape, and that's a shape, and that's a shape. And yet as I go over there, it changes, and I'm, I'm closer there. And this is far more distant than that is. It's closer there. Uh, <clears throat> where did I want to look? Well, I, I, loved, I loved her, um, I love that costume that she had on. It was all feathers. And so I didn't see this. But this is my painting. I can do anything I want with my painting. Yes. And so I wanted to see the feathers. So I, I took the, the white that was here. And this wasn't there. And I, I put white. And all along here, just so that this comes out. Well, if that white were there, it would be, in the, it would be all over. But no, this is my painting. I just want it there. Look, I, di I didn't even want it there, but you could see it's a little bit. Uh, but I still have the space. And now you can see, even in the background, as I put in the, look, follow this line. See, there's, these are implied lines. See the mm -hmm. implied lines taking you down. The implied line here taking you to the breast. There's implied lines all through here. And, and the model in its environment, the model in its space. And then where do I want to look on that model? And that's all that it is to painting. You know, you uh, uh, achieved your, your uh, uh, aim. Um, with the other, there was, it was infused with light and softness. Uh, and this one is, uh, has more drama in it. Was it. Is this indicative of the period in which you're working now? No. You get involved with the subject matter, oh, okay. and some subject matters, like when you're out of doors painting and it's a nice summer day with a soft breeze, mm -hmm. you paint softer. But suppose the wind comes up, your brush strokes become stronger, your values start to take jumps. Um, yes. and, 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 so, and so as I feel to the figure, as I feel to myself that day, seems to change in the moods. It, we don't paint everything the same. Art is, an, is a motion, put in organized form. Yes. That's my original quote. I've seen now that quote in books, because I used to, one day it just happened that I said that, and I've always said it, but that's what art is. It's our emotions, and we organize that into art forms. And. Um, I have this hanging in the living room. I mean, I, I didn't see these colors. These are the colors that I felt would be there. Okay. And all of a sudden, you see them. <clears throat> you, you, um, that which makes us artists. We interpret. Yes, yes. In, and, in our own heart and mind. And it's a long process. It's not easy. <clears throat> the people come to me in the summer, and, and, and they, it's going to stay two weeks, because then they can be an artist. No, 
20 years, more. You know, it's a long, long process. It's the process of just learning to draw. Learning to draw takes a long time. Then and when you're drawing, how do you feel the form in your drawing? Like if the light hits the drawing, you break your lines. And when you get into the shadows, your lines become heavier. You know, it's, and, and everything is coming from in here. And you don't even think about it. Right. But it's a long process, it's a lifetime process. When people would come to me and say, um, I, I want to learn to draw, I want to be an artist, and I say to them, well, welcome to the, to the rest of your life, the beginning of your life. It's the, you know, it's, you're never the same. The minute you want to be an artist, you're not going to be the same person because you're very dedicated. Instinctively, you've anticipated what was going to be my next question, and that was advice to people who did uh, do want to become artists, and uh, especially younger people on their way up. And you seem to have just unfolded it right Learn here. Learn to draw. Initially, Study yes. the form. Study how the light plays on the form. Give it some space. Whether it be, be a figure or a landscape. Be able to walk in and out of your painting. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to walk in that background and stop here. You know? And so the advice is just get these thoughts in. How do you do it? It'll happen. You've got to get your thinking right, and then it'll happen. You're not going to get it out of a book. That and years of work. And, and the whole clue is learn to draw. Okay. It seems to be a, a good point to end our discussion on. And so I'd like to remind everyone that uh, this is a series that is uh, uh, <coughs> highlighting the centennial of the Rockport Art Association and Museum. We're coming up on our 100th year uh, of existence. It's amazing how time has slipped by. And uh, we invite you to see the entire series, uh, which will be uh, coming up. And uh, it's available on the 1623 YouTube channel, as well as uh, the, the Rockport uh, Art Association and Museum Link, uh, uh, better known as RAM, Rockport Art Association and Museum. We thank you and, uh, for viewing, and hopefully we'll see you again. Thank you.